Today is Thursday, July 9th, 2020. On this day in 1821, 486 Greek Cypriots were executed by the Ottoman Empire. Among the victims was a prominent member of the Greek Orthodox community, Archbishop Cipriano. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Today we're discussing the execution of Greek Cypriots during the Greek War of Independence in 1821. Let's go back to the morning of July 9th on Cyprus Island. The island sat only 45 miles south of the Ottoman Empire, across the Mediterranean Sea. It had been under their rule since 1570, and things had gone relatively smoothly. But the Greek War for Independence that erupted on the mainland of Greece thousands of miles away was about to upend that. Known as Cypriots, there were 100,000 people living on the island at the time, the majority either Turkish or Greek. Early on, there was a line drawn in the sand. You either supported the Greek cause or were behind the empire. Nowhere was this more evident than in the city of Nicosia. It was an ancient city, hundreds of years old, known for its large, ornate defensive walls. It was also the heart of commerce and culture on the island. On the morning of July 9, 1821, the usually bustling town square was quiet, the air tense. Rumors swirled that the Ottomans were up to something. One of the leaders of the Greek community on the island was a man from the Orthodox Church, Archbishop Cipriano was in quiet support of the Greek rebellion. While Cipriano supported the Greeks' cause, he was steadfast in his beliefs of peace. He never advocated for anyone from his congregation to go out and fight the Ottomans. He understood how that not only put them in danger, but how foolhardy it would be. Large Ottoman forces were only a day's journey by boat and could deal a heavy blow to the Greek community on the island. But other Greek Cypriots wanted to help out their brothers and sisters in arms in any way possible. So they secretly shipped them weapons and supplies to help their independence effort. But it wasn't long before the Ottoman governor of the island, Kuchuk Mehmet, heard of the Greek Cypriots' actions. He wanted to make sure that the large Greek population on the island didn't get any ideas of their own. He never wanted the Sultan, Mahmud II, to question his leadership. The best way to do this was to force them to understand unquestioningly who was in power. Mehmet reached out to Mahmud II and vaguely let him know of his plans. It wasn't going to be a peaceful affair, but he knew it was the only way to quell any talk of a rebellion on Cyprus. Mahmud II was hesitant, but he trusted that Mehmet knew better than anyone what was happening on the island and approved the plans. Around midday on July 9th, Mehmet summoned Cipriano and several other members of the Greek clergy to meet with him in the heart of Nicosia. Once they were in the town square, Cipriano was ordered inside to meet with the governor. That was the last time anyone saw Cipriano alive. 
Moments later, Cipriano's bloody body was thrown out of the door and landed at the feet of the other members of the clergy. The men who accompanied Cipriano were aghast. They couldn't believe that their peaceful leader had been killed. He had done nothing wrong. Moments later, the guards ordered the rest of the clergymen to kneel. They looked between each other hesitantly. They didn't know if Mehmet was going to come out to address them. But instead of the governor appearing to give them a warning, the guards proceeded to behead the defenseless men one by one. Cipriano's body was hung up in the square for all to see, and the bloodshed was far from over. Up next, we'll explore the impact of the executions and the effects it had on Cyprus. Now back to the story. On July 9, 1821, the head of the Greek Orthodox Church on the island of Cyprus, Archbishop Cipriano, was killed by the Ottoman governor, Kuchuk Mehmet. Mehmet was convinced that Cipriano had been conspiring with other Greeks to help overthrow Ottoman rule. However, no evidence exists to support this claim. By all accounts, Cipriano was a peaceful man who never advocated for war. But that didn't stop Mehmet from sending a strong message to the people of Cyprus. He had heard rumors of Greek Cypriots sending shipments of supplies to support the war on the mainland. Mehmet wanted them to know that they were under Ottoman control, and that wasn't going to change anytime soon. After Cipriano was killed, Mehmet's agents spread out throughout the town of Nicosia and killed more Greek men. In total, over 400 Greeks were killed on July 9, 1821. Most of them had either been a part of the church or were an important part of the local community. It was gruesome, and everyone on the island was in shock. They had no idea that Mehmet was capable of such vile acts. Unfortunately for them, this wasn't the last time that something like this happened. For the next few months, it wasn't uncommon to see more raids carried out on Greek Cypriots on the island. Over 2,000 innocent people were killed on the island, and dozens of small villages disappeared from the map. All of this was in response to the Greek War of Independence, thousands of miles away. But what's interesting is that while all of this kept Mehmet in control of the island, it didn't have any effect on the Greek Cypriot sentiments about the war. Most of them still supported the independence effort and still sent supplies in secret. And they continued to do so until the end of the war. By 1829, the independent Greek state was formally established, but the fate of Cyprus was still undetermined. The island stayed under the control of the Ottoman Empire for the next 50 years. During this time, outbursts of violence mostly disappeared, but the scars of Mehmet's actions remained. Eventually, in 1878, the island was given over to the United Kingdom, and while the violence dissipated, tensions between Turks and Greeks on the island never did. The sins of the past hadn't been forgotten. In 1959, Cyprus was granted its independence and formed as its own nation, but despite this, there was still agitation amongst the population of the island. This was further aggravated by Turkey in 1983. 
it claimed the northern half of the island as sovereign territory. Over the years, more violence has been created out of this conflict. Cypriots on both sides, Turks and Greeks, have been the subject of unprovoked attacks from the other side. People just trying to go about their lives have been killed over this conflict that they have very little control over. To this day, no country besides Turkey acknowledges the northern half of the island as anything other than the nation of Cyprus. Even nearly 200 years later, the actions of one ruler are still felt. Generations have come and gone, but the animosity remains. Some say that time heals all wounds, but sometimes that's not true. Sometimes more resolution is needed to forget and hopefully forgive. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more insights into moments in history, check out the ParCast original, Historical Figures. We take deep dives into the lives of some of the most famous and infamous figures throughout time. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It's executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Mike Ramos, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Joshua Kern. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Robert Tyler Walker, with writing assistance by Abigail Cannon. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 